We've never wavered from that vision. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical arc after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted. It really is a revolution. Awesome. Welcome to the Hustle System Podcast, where I unpack the patterns of success and failure for some of my favorite people ever. Today, we have Josue Pena. Ah, dude, how many people think you're related to Dan Pena? Uh, quite a bit. <laughs> completely unrelated, right? As, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, hmm, okay, cool. Um, awesome. Uh, you do some cool stuff, man. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Pena. That's at P-E-N-A. You can also find his company at Online CEOs. That's un- online underscore CEOs. And you focus on helping people go for 10K profit in 90 days on Instagram. That's kind of your jam. You've got a pretty cool story. Uh, you also immigrated to the States, similar to me. Uh, you know, you did that in what, 2015, right? Uh, that was, yeah, beginning of 2015. I actually moved December 23rd, 2014. So it was Killer. like right there. Right there, right there. And you've been able to uh, accomplish some pretty crazy results, right? Um, it's like you you scaled up and then you scaled down and then you scaled up. So let's maybe, uh, for those of the guys that are on the podcast that don't know about you, if you want to kind of do a little 30 second like origin story, and then we'll kind of start unpacking some concepts here. I think we have sure after thing. the last... Yeah. I mean, I would say my story is a little bit different than most people because I started like entrepreneurs, or online business or whatever, not because I wanted to make money, but because I wanted to become a professional soccer player and come from the Dominican Republic. Uh, well, it's a country known for baseball, not soccer. So I'm like, or I got to put myself out there. And um, basically, I struggled. Well, that started in 2011, 2012, struggled all the way to 2016 um, and actually got the chance to be a pro, said no. And then transition into business. And then 2016, things started scaling up. 2017, almost went bankrupt. Then 2018, things started picking back up again. 2018 was like kind of like the year everything exploded. And yeah, that's kind of like what happened. <laughs> it's been that's, a crazy, crazy journey. Yeah, it's a crazy. It's a crazy entrepreneurship is a crazy ride, which is uh, kind of why we do this, why we we do the community, why we give support. Um, so I think when you're in it, right, it's very easy to kind of get like, I'm in it, I'm just gonna like pedal, you know, pedal down, go, go, go. Um, but that's, I mean, a pretty fascinating story to move here, um, to go. So, so let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned like you went to like having a six figure business and then back down to only having what, like a couple thousand dollars in your bank account, right? It was, so between, let me see, the first paying client I ever had was 3,500 bucks a month. I closed them September 13, 2016. I remember like to the date. Um, and since that point to May 2017, like about, what is that? Nine months, 10 months. Um, I did like over six figures, like over a hundred thousand dollars. We had like a six figure business. Then that happened. And then I got almost, I had like $3,000 in a bank account. So it was like six figure business bringing 30 days later, I had $3,000 in my bank account. Expenses to run the business were like 6K. So I had like literally less than 30 days to figure it out. And uh, luckily I combined Instagram with ManyChat and then made $11,000 in 24 hours. I still have the screenshots to this day because it just reminds me of freaking everything. Um, 
And I used that money to invest through a program that taught me sales and webinars and a bunch of stuff. And then that helped me like get my feet going again. Rocket ship mode. Okay. So let's, let's start, let's start with that. Cause we, we talk a lot about like dark side of entrepreneurship, right? Like everybody's like, yeah, Gary Vee's like, be an entrepreneur. And then you're like, I'm gonna do it. And then you like face plant. Right. And because like, it's always some little combination of skills, right? Like it might be accounting. It might be, you know, customer management. It might be team management. It might be hiring. It might be firing. It might be onboarding. It might be operations. Ah, right. It's like, oh my God, make it up. So what, what were some of the things that you uh, found yourself, like the mistakes that you found yourself making that led you from this kind of upward trajectory? Was it like you weren't recognizing profit properly? Like what were the so, things that you were doing? In that case, at that time, um, it was a lot. Like, well, crap. I'm, there was so much stuff I did wrong. <laughs> Even to this day, I still do a lot of things wrong. Um, but okay, so 2016 and like that fall in 2017, I would say first, um, there was like I had a business partner at the time. It didn't work out. He pulled out um, and then basically left me very vulnerable. So that was one. Um, two, I had, I didn't have a consistent system where I was able to attract, close, and deliver results for leads at a consistent pace, right? I would say that. And then I was doing way too much. Like I was trying to do everything under the sun. I was trying to do e-com and then Instagram and then like freaking courses and like all these different things instead of just focusing on one um, and becoming the best at that one thing. And that was the other stuff. I would say focus for sure. I would say the number one thing was focus. And that was 2017, 2018, like a year later. Well, we hit the $1 million mark. What is it? August 2018. In that year, we did over a million dollars. And between August, September of 2018 to the end of that year, we did almost two. So like 1.8. But one of the biggest mistakes that year, and I'm like looking back at that, like I wasted so much money on dumb crap. It's ridiculous. I mean, when you're making so much money, you're like, what do I do with all this? Like, okay. what'd you get? What'd you, what'd you get? I mean, yeah. I freaking like wasted like 25 grand in like three days or five days. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. It was, I mean, I was making a lot of money. I was spending a lot of money and it wasn't the best place. I also looking at the numbers recently, I was, I wasn't recognizing profit. I wasn't like, I was paying, I was overpaying for a lot of stuff. Um, I was paying like 10, $20,000 in software that I didn't use per month. Yep. yep. You know, and I was, you know, I was not looking at stuff at all. Um, and it was a mess. I, by the end of the year, the accountant came in and he's like, bro, what the heck is all this? Like, well, you paid for that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. but again, it's, you're making so much freaking money. It's, um, and for me, at least it was a lot of money. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'm just blowing it all up. Well, um, yeah, you, you get a little bit of a, of a, of a God complex. Cause you actually got the thing you worked so hard for, right. You're yeah. like, like you, you kind of want it to like, you know, Tony Robbins calls it like moving away, moving towards. Right. So you're kind of like, you, you, you're transitioning from that moving away phase from like, you know, you want to make sure your family's taken care of. And now you're getting that extra, like, now you're getting the dessert, you know, like you, you've yeah. eaten, then you got the, and like, and now you can pick any dessert and you're like, you know what? I don't have to pick any dessert. I can have all the desserts. <laughs> and you're like, oh, and then you just go ham. And then you're like, what is, why is there such a sugar rush? Why is this so crazy? So uh, I can totally resonate with that, man. Uh, props to you though, man. That's, that's like, that's a crazy stretch from coming here end of 2014, you know, blazing through 2015 in five years uh, or whatever, four years, right? Essentially really yeah. four or five, uh, building that from scratch, man. That's a lot of work. Uh, that's a lot yeah. of pushing through resistance. And, um, you know, you mentioned in your bio, like a few times coaches and mentors. So let's maybe unpack that. Who are some of the people that help guide your way? And how do you go about like selecting a mentor? If so- Let's say someone's like in that headspace where they're 21, 22, 23, listening to this. 
and they're just man they're like in the midwest they might be like like they just don't I have that in indiana so i know the midwest pretty well <laughs> yeah yeah but you know sometimes like you, yeah. if you're not in the environment to create the reference point like yeah. it's not there right and so what 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 did you do to create those positive reference points to, to find those people to proactively engage with them to offer them value to to then create that um positive relationship that reciprocity and some of those like cool dynamics that i'm sure served you for many years to come yeah so i would say first of all the whole excuse of your environment doesn't apply to you anymore because you have the internet it's like i come from dominican republic like i lived where light will run out water will run out i will be in the shower and have soap in my hair like in my body in my hair and i will have to get out of the shower because the water ran out right that's how i grew up so like there's zero excuses for anybody <laughs> to like come to me especially if you live in the states and if you have access to one of these, a phone, right? Everybody watching right now has access to the internet. Um, so there's zero excuse. I don't care who you are. Um, so there's, that's the first thing. Second, I built a seven-figure business out of a freaking corner in a little tiny house in Indiana. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> in the middle of a cornfield, right? I recently moved to Miami uh, this year. So it's like, there's like no excuses because if I built it from a freaking corner in a house that looked like my grandma's house... <laughs> Um, I, you know, if I did it, you can do it. So now to answer your question regarding mentors and stuff, something I realized it took me until 2016 to make my first dollar. Right. And it took me until 2018 to make my first million. And I realized that, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that's called like the online gurus and like this whole like scam thing going on or whatever. Um, and they don't reality is you see the people hating, you ask them, show me your bank account. They won't. Yep. As simple as that, right? And it's not being cocky or douchey. It's just facts. Because reality is, if you want to get somewhere, it's probably better to have find like somebody lead you the way. It's, for example, if I were to go from Miami, where are you located right now? I'm in LA, brother. In LA. All right. If I were to go to, from Miami to LA, across the country, in my car driving, can I do it without a GPS? I mean, you can, but it's not going to be the most effective way, right? I can. I can just follow the roads and just head like hopefully, west. Hopefully, I can like hopefully. head west, chase the sun, chase the sunset, right? Like that's all I got to do, technically, right? Yep. Right. But is it the most efficient way? No, I can just freaking Google Maps and I'll get there like in two days versus five months. Mm -hmm. So a mentor, of course, is the same way. Is the information free on Google? 100%. But it's going to take you so much freaking long to actually put the pieces together, figure it out, get over the hurdles. And like all the little intricacies that you're not seeing that somebody else already figured it out for you. So that's the, like, that's, I want to get that out of the way because you're not paying for information. When you get a coach, a mentor, course, whatever, you're not paying for information. You're paying for first accountability because you don't value for information. We all don't. That's psychology. Second, you're paying for a proven pathway to success. That's fast. The one thing that you cannot get back is time this year, for example, versus last year. Um, I realized that last year I, I spent a lot of money on dumb stuff. This year I reinvested everything because I know that that money comes back, period, right? My time doesn't. Yeah. Now, having said that, to answer your question regarding the mentors, I first started, my first mentor was, his name is, uh, well, Russell Brunson, obviously. Um, and I bought, <laughs> I bought everything he has. And um, I also um, was coached before in 2016 by Joel Orway regarding webinars and stuff like that. Paid him. I made... Let me see if I remember. Like 30,000, I paid him 15. Right? Half, like, boom. Like, one call, he's like, yeah, I can do this. I'm like, here we go. Boom. 
fifteen thousand dollars, right? Perfect. That investment made me six figures by May two thousand seventeen. Yep. Right. Then um, remember, I went, whoop, I went downwards. I th- those eleven thousand dollars, half of that, I paid him again to teach me more. The same guy, right? And that helped me get to six figures again in two thousand seventeen. Right. Then two thousand eighteen came. Um, I paid. Who did I pay? I don't even remember who the heck I paid. I know I paid up like what I bought a bunch of courses in the main, right? I hit a million dollars in 2018 and I paid $60,000 to Alex Sharfin, right? And by the end of it all, like eight months later, I paid $130,000, something like that, right? Yeah. In that community between like him and like other people, $130,000 to learn systems, operations, high, like all that stuff. And that got me to, well, this year, just one sale alone was worth $1.2 million. One. Yeah, that happened in April. That's the jam. So we actually just hit also, I was, uh, I just submitted the two comma club application for another one of our programs that just hit in December, the two comma club again. So like this year, this past year, two last year, I had one comma club, right? This year I have two more. So nice. what I'm realizing is that the more I invest, the more I make. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to keep throwing money. Like I'm going to keep, obviously going to do it like wisely, but the more you invest, the more you make. It's as simple as that. The more um, you learn, the more you earn. My exactly. boy Ty Lopez. <laughs> my boy Ty right there. No. But yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. It's like the reality is like people, like the marketplace pays for skills. And if you don't up your skills, nobody's going to pay you. The reason why a neurosurgeon makes millions of dollars a year versus a nurse is not because they're not in the same hospital because they probably work in the same hospital. Is because a neurosurgeon, the skill he has is more specialized than the nurse. And that's why yep. he does more. And yep. the marketplace is willing to pay more for the neurosurgeon than the nurse. Yeah, so I think a lot of young kids, they want to come in, they want to be like, you know, an entrepreneur, dropshipper, like from the gate, right? They, and it's like, look, like you wouldn't expect to run a marathon. Like if you and I were going to run a marathon, like we wouldn't be like, yo, let's go run this tomorrow. I mean, we, we, we might, we were kind of crazy. Right. But then like when we're halfway through and we're just like dying, we're like, I mean, this is like a bad idea. Yeah. And I see a lot of that with entrepreneurship too, is, is people will jump in, they'll jump in heads first. And it's like, like you mentioned accounting, like I'm very conservative with my accounting. Right. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a total like Warren Buffett-esque, like even though I have the hoodie, I'm like super conservative. So I totally- I, I'm a conservative dude this year. <laughs> I wasn't conservative at all last year. Oh yeah, you go, you go through, you know, you learn your lessons, you go through your, your phases and, yeah. and, and life always gives you the lessons that you need, right? Not the ones that you want. It's always, it's, always, it's always like that. So I think it's beautiful, man. I think your story is really beautiful and like really inspiring because- uh, to go from essentially nothing to be able to even say like when you when you say something like 60k for coaching I think the average person can't even picture that and uh, the number like one of the biggest things you mentioned accountability you put you mentioned proven pathway also to, to elaborate on that it makes it real like like uh, when I met Ty I'm like dude there's no way you can make like 20k a day come on come on that's like psh, no yeah. way and then like and then you see that kind of stuff right and you're like well, maybe it is real, right? And it, and it makes you question your belief systems. Oh, yeah. So that part is huge. Um, we do, we, I kind of asked you a question about core values, like in the little, yeah. you know, little primer. Can you talk a little bit about like how much are your core values and actually being from a place where I call it like respecting the dollar because I'm, I'm like Russian traditionally yeah. also. So like it's like I view it as like even if a client's paying us $5, you should respect that client. You should treat that client yeah. with respect. Now you shouldn't go and completely, you know, tiptoe the, the entire organization that way. Um, but I call it respecting dollars. So what are some of the core values that you kind of rely on that serve you 
um, that you hold as foundational principles in the way you do business? And how does that translate into certain actions that you take? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is um, like doing things right, like treating the other person like you want to be treated. So I'll tell you a real example. In Tony Robbins' event that happened here in Miami recently, like a couple of weeks ago, Frank came over, like he was a follower from Instagram. He's like, hit me up, whatever. We meet up. And he was with, I thought was his client. It wasn't, right? I learned later that it wasn't his client. But I thought it was a client. And we start talking, yada, yada. The guy hears me talking. He's like, I want to talk to you. I'm like, cool, whatever. He's a nutritionist, whatever, super huge, makes a bunch of money, uh, wants to go online. Cool. He leaves to the airport. I live here in Miami. I stay talking to the guy. And then he saw, like, he's talking all the things he want to do, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, look, um, that's cool and all. And I, I'm like, I, we can definitely help you. But I need to ask you something. My friend is this guy. And I met you because of him. Now I'm going to ask you directly. Is, are you his client? Because I'm not going to step, step on his toes. I don't care the amount of money you pay me. Like loyalty means everything to me. And even though like he doesn't know we're talking and he probably won't even know, like, if, like you don't tell him or whatever, like I'm not going to betray him. And he's like, first, he's like, I respect and admire that attitude that you're not going to sell out for just a dollar. And second, he's not. He was just like, I invited him to the event and he was just being like nice and showing me this stuff. So he, I'm not his client. I'm like, okay, what did I do? I didn't believe him. I went and asked this guy. <laughs> like, yep. You know, I'm like, hey, dude, is this true? He's like, yeah. Okay, perfect. Now we can do business. So yeah, it's yeah. like that. Sometimes people want the results so much more than they want like whatever else. They were just willing to like completely tank a relationship. Like they just don't care. Yeah, no, I'm like, for me, okay. like money, like money comes and goes. Like relationship is the best, like the number one thing. I don't, I don't like burning bridges with anybody, right? So that's the first thing. Loyalty, regarding the, 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 the respect to clients, 100, like the department that we have the most people on right now that we spend the most is customer service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have right now, I don't even know, like seven people full-time just in customer service. Only customer service, replying to emails, DMs, messages, even to the people that are free, like that mm-hmm. haven't paid me a single dollar. Just because you give me your attention means the world to me. So if you watch a video, comment on something, message me on Instagram, like whatever, you're going to get a reply back, period. Mm-hmm. And we get hundreds of messages right now per day. But I know that the, mo- the best customer experience I have, the more money I make and the better served the audience will be, even if you pay me a dollar or not. So... If somebody messages me and never pay me a dollar, I'll reply back. If obviously you're a client, you obviously will get even a more personalized reply back. So it's customer service for me is extremely important. Um, so I would say that and loyalty are like, and number one for me and always, always, always family first. Um, so if one of our team members has something like to do with family, like he doesn't even have to ask, like, like this happened. I need to take care. I'm like, yes, like, I don't care what's going on. Family always first. And for me, that's always been like that. So, I mean, like I, Dominican, like Latin culture is a little bit like, I would say more family oriented, if you will. It's, that's how I grew up, right? Family always first. And my, my parents and my family are, are everything to me. Like, there's a reason why I do what I do. So yeah. it's, that's what I would say. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Yeah, Russian culture is very similar. Core principles, you know, we had all, because there was a crazy war stuff where like, you know, half our country got like destroyed. Like it was just crazy stuff, man. So um, I resonate with that. That's respect, man. How do you go about uh, transferring that same culture into your organization throughout your organization? Do you, do you kind of take the approach of finding people that share common principles or uh, do you have a, 
like a cultural adventure SOP type of thing, you know, that you do, how do you go about doing that? Like that transfer? So, so first of all, to answer that question, I don't run the hiring. <laughs> I'm like, I, I realize I'm very bad at that. Um, I'm very bad at operations and a lot of stuff, even like so bad that like online sales with an agency, the CEO is not even me. So I'm the, like, obviously the owner in the face and everything, but I'm like considered an influencer in the agency. Cause now what we have is like, we own influencers. We own co-own the biggest brand on Instagram that has like 8 million followers. One of the biggest brands, uh, personal brands in the Latin American fashion beauty space that has 5 million followers across YouTube and Instagram. So basically what I did is step down as CEO and influencer to answer your question regarding the, how do I translate that? Well, we hire based on skill first because nobody's going to tell you, Hey, I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm a thief, right? I'm a snake. Nobody's going to tell you that. So obviously you first hire based on, on skill. Right. And then we typically have a 90 day period to test 90 day trial period before you actually get fully hired, if you will. Um, and then even after that, everybody's like, you, you, you keep seeing what people are having. Like there's policies, for example, no gossip policy. Like that's, that's unnegotiable. Um, if you gossip, you're out period. There's no second chances. Like if like I've had people backstab me this year, steal from me, close friends, like, um, and it's hard, right? As a business owner. And you just have to like pretend like nothing's happening because at the end of the day, you're the leader and you need to treat each little box as its own little box and be able to separate things. Yeah. And it's you, have hard. That, you have that extreme ownership and having that transfer to personal things is very, very difficult. I, I, I resonate with that for sure. So, um, yeah. It's to translate. I mean, the, the only way you can possibly know somebody is by interacting with them. So on the day to day, you see how they react. You see how they react to difficult situations when problems rise, when a client messages them wrong, when a client screams at them, do they scream back or they do, they like, Hey, like, how can I help you? Right. You, you like, can be like, you, you can be like Ari Gold. You can have one of those like paintball guns <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you go through the office. You can be one of those bosses, you know? Right. Well, it's kind of fascinating. I, I think, um, I think it's actually an important thing to unpack because you, you know, when um, I was talking to a friend like a couple days ago and I'm like, yeah, because I have staff too. They're like, oh man, like you, you sound like you're like a workaholic, like very type A, like they must hate you. I'm like, no, no, not like we do set up, you know, you, you set a very high standard for sure. You have to do that. Like, I don't think there's any way around setting a high standard. Um, but culturally having that relationship of, you know, there, there's a couple of different ways of thinking about it. One is like, is your company a, your family, right? So that's, that's one way to think about it. Or is your company just an organization, kind of more of a corporate kind of, or is it a, a team? Is it a well-tuned team? And those are three very, very different components. And I think every organization has components of each and uh, often like all of these strengths of the founder get proliferated down and those become weaknesses of the organization. They always say that the strength of the founder always becomes the weakness of the organization. Um, so I'd love to hear about how you made that decision to step down as CEO actually, because that's a fascinating, you know, uh, handing over the car to somebody else to drive it. That, that must've been a, a lot of thought put into it. What were some of the, the things that you were seeing? Um, I'm assuming it was a performance based thing, but what were some of the things that you were observing? They're like, okay, I'm going to have to do this. And then what were the considerations that you made to actually say, okay, I'm going to hand the wheel over. And how did you establish that trust? I think that'd be a fascinating concept to unpack. So um, it's obviously took time. So the, the person running that right now is Diana. Um, she started working with us about a year ago. Um, it's that, now I have a partner um, as well. He is, I mean, he's an older guy, um, 54. 
work with literal billionaires in the Dominican Republic, the two most powerful families over there, like worth like 40 billion. He worked as second in command of both. So he's like very like, and he was the one that hired her, right? So he wasn't one that brought her. Now, the reason why I stepped down is, like I said, we're handling now other influencers. And they were seeing me as competition, even though I wasn't, right? Mm-hmm. They were seeing me like, this guy has 8 million followers, also has on his personal brand, right? Not even have, like, not even like one-tenth of that, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, but why is he making more money than me? So it's like some like, I don't know. Uh, that's, maybe it wasn't, maybe I was wrong, but it's like some ego thing. Like that's reality. It's, it's an ego thing. And I don't yeah. care. Like, I'm like, I'm like here to collaborate. I'm like, we all make money, right? It's not, it's not to like, just, just like measure our dicks together. Like whatever. I'm sorry for mm. the language, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all, it's all, no, that's, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not, we're not comparing like sizes here. Um, well, when but, you make more money because you built the systems, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> like, like, okay, keep, keep, keep rocking it. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure. Like. It's, it's that. So basically what I realized is that first I didn't enjoy doing the day-to-day period. I don't enjoy dealing with like the day-to-day stuff. I do not enjoy it at all. Right. I don't enjoy um, like doing all that stuff. I don't, I'm good at sales. I'm good at marketing. I suck at operations. I can build systems cause I'm an engineer uh, by degree, but I do not enjoy it. Right. So um, the other on the other hand hates sales. <laughs> She's good at it. But she doesn't like it. I'm like, but she's good. She likes the, administ- the administration side of things. I'm like, well, okay. Well, here you go. Right. And obviously that took time and trust to build and stuff like that. But um, she handles like, all, like she handles the entire agency by herself. Obviously I'm still the owner. She's not the owner. I am. And I oversee everything. So I make most of the decisions. But the day-to-day operations and stuff like that, like I don't even ask. She, she does everything. Um, so... And that's a lot of power and trust and responsibility to hand over to someone, right? But I realized is like, if I want to keep building my own personal brand um, and the agency at the same time, it will be impossible for me to do, to do both efficiently. Because I want to build online sales as its own company. Like, I don't want it to depend on Oswego like it is right now. I want it to like stand on its own two feet and not on my own two feet, right? Because if we are going to be like, for example, working, we're now in the talks to close two six-figure deals, right? And that's through me, but that puts a burden on me, right? Mm-hmm. All I see is just be able to stand on his own two feet. So that's what we're working towards right now. Um, that's kind of like the vision for 2020 and moving forward is to have Josue as an influencer, AKA a client for online CEO, and then just go from there. And then also I'm developing, I don't know if you can see that oh, over there. Um, here. I see green. That, that right there. Uh, so that's um, a franchise. So. That right there, it's, um, it's part of my business partner's business. Like he already makes, I don't know, like 25 million um, with like gas stations and stuff like that. So my job is I want to turn that into like a Wawa nationally. So that's all like what I'm working on right now. And that has been a very interesting process because it's completely different than like online business, right? Mm-hmm. But I've learned a ton, right? And so basically I'm combining now the knowledge that he has physically with the stuff that I have. And it's going to, I mean... So we're making like $23 million a year is a freaking, it's a lot of money. Yeah, um, it's killer. And yeah. I bet there's going to be a lot of uh, synergy between little principles that you're going to pick up and you're going to go, oh, wait, we can apply this here and take that and take this from here, apply this here. That's yeah. often well, I'm going like from online sales to heaven to heaven to online sales and like applying both. And um, I, got, I had like a couple of followers asking me, um, like, why are you working like in a gas station or whatever? I'm like, well, I need to freaking learn the business. Like there's no other way around it. And it, I mean, it does not fun at all because you're dealing with like, just come back. 
right? Not, not the best kind of people. But at the same time, a business that produces $25 million a year, like I, I see the cash coming in every single day. It's ridiculous. It's like 30, 40, 50, 60 grand consistently with like close to zero marketing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And now like we're about to take it, like explode it. Freaking the Super Bowl is coming through and they have a deal, I think, with the city or something like there's, they, there's no gas stations for a certain amount of time, like certain miles. And the Super Bowl is like 10 minutes away from you. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge push that and you can take a lot of this online stuff and, and apply yeah, it. Like we're targeting, like everything I know about funnels, we're targeting, like selling online. We're going to translate into that. It's, it's going to be crazy. Um, and then the idea, obviously the franchise world, it's, I mean, a multi-billion dollar company. Just look at McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it, man. It's, uh, it's fascinating how many industries are being disrupted by the internet, even though like people forget the internet's this young thing, man. It hasn't been around that long. You, you look at like legal insurance, uh, banking, medical, medical yeah. banking, real estate. I mean, you name it, man. It's like the list goes on. Right. Um, and all of them are being, uh, disrupted uh, in, a, in a weird way and it's uh, it's fascinating because it's one of those things where you pick up the skills young and you pick them up early and then you master them early and then you can and then you actually have the time to uh, apply them uh, in your space so uh, I, lo- I love it man okay so super cool super cool setting the stage so let's let's go a little bit more specific for a moment um, you specialize in IG right that's yeah. like your jam um, what are some do's and don'ts so let's just go like hyper practical for a moment here we'll, we'll go back to bigger picture uh, but what are some do's and don'ts for these kids that are trying to build their brand? You know, they, they want to, they want to be the next, you know, Dan Bilzerian or whatever it is they want to do. Uh, you know, what, what advice do you have? It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like hashtags or whatever. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't, I lived Dan Bilzerian life, I would say in 2018. I don't like it as much anymore. It's whatever. It's it's own, it's, it's own preference. I'm more of a, like a, kind of like a one person kind of guy, but to answer that question, uh, principles on Instagram. First, you got to focus on people, period, right? Most people see numbers, right? When they see followers, because that's what it is. But you tend to forget that each number, it's a follower, right? What what do I mean by this? So I'll pull out a real example. So some of our clients, um, one of our most successful programs last year, 2019, um, it was like how to sell high ticket market on Instagram, right? And it, it, like people in there were making like 50 grand profit in the first 30 days from scratch, having 10,000 followers. Or I had like a bartender here in Miami freaking make, I think like $3,000 sales, right? Never sold a thing in his life. And he had like 500 followers. Like, but you might be saying like, Jose, how, how is that even possible? Well, when you sell high ticket, meaning you don't need that many transactions to make a lot of money and your following knows you, that's all you need. Right. How many sales do you need to make 10 grand at 3K a pop? You need 3.33. Yeah. Right. Or four. Right. You divide that by 30 days. You need like one sale every seven days. That's it. Right. So even let's just say you have 500 followers, even if you message every single follower eight hours a day, like you, you go through your list of 500 people. Right. I can bet you you're going to close four deals. It's impossible not to. Right. And obviously in my case, I create a little system between Instagram stories and DMs that works like crazy it is the exact same thing I did for the clients like Lady Boss and Lock and like all these big names in the, in the ClickFunnels community. Um, and they're making stupid money with it. So and it's the same thing applies for small people. So to be practical, make sure you focus on people, right? 
and what I mean by this is make sure you engage with them. Post great content. Think about them when you're posting something. Stop posting pictures about your Taco Bell. Nobody cares about your food, right? Post, post stuff that's valuable. Use infographics. Infographics are insane, the, the, the virality that they have, right? You can hire a freaking editor or a designer in Fiverr for five bucks. It's not expensive at all, right? Um, in terms of what do you do, um, well, you should focus on something which comes down to the skill set that you've got to develop, like I mentioned at the beginning of, of, of uh, today. Um, if you don't have a skill set people are willing to pay for, you're not going to make any money, right? Period. And in my opinion, the easiest right now skill set that you can build is learning how to master Instagram marketing. And his reality is like every single business, there's, there's three types of people that every single business needs. Three. And number three, everybody hates. And that's lawyers. <laughs> right? Lawyers. A lawyer comes into a room, full business owners, they're going to hire him, but everybody hates them. Number two, accountants. Everybody needs the money. Right? And number three, People that bring more leads than sales. And that's where you're coming. And right now, Instagram is arguably the hardest social media platform. Every business knows it. Every business owner knows it. And if you're able to master that and learn it, you'll make money, period. So that's what I would say. Focus on people. Learn how to sell and market on Instagram regarding growth. Think of Instagram as just two variables, content and distribution. That's it. Content, what, what do I post? Just see what other people are posting and model their success. Distribution. It can be ads, right, through, through the business manager on Facebook. It can be influencer marketing. It can be uh, freaking like DM groups, hashtags. The, all those are different distribution channels. So only two variables, content and distribution. And obviously each one has its own like little tweaks and, and like little strategies. But when you break it down from a macro level and go down, it becomes very simple. And that's what I like to do, I would say like, I guess my degree kind of helped me, the engineering degree, even though it's not related at all to what I do today. But the, the, my mind works in like little pieces and like piece them together and then you see it work. So yeah, that's what I would say on, regarding Instagram. It's just focus on content distribution to grow and then focus on, on people if you want to make a lot of money. So yeah, it's great. It's great advice. Well, we work with a lot of influencers too. And often we'll find if they have, sometimes the bigger the following actually does not mean easier to monetize. Um, often it's the quality and it's the relatability and it's having a monetizable niche. Um, you know, someone that only has maybe 10,000, what is a, you know, a bit, a business or like an investment banker, for example, for example, yep. if you have an investment banker who has 10, 12,000 followers, I'll take that over somebody else who maybe has a million, but in a niche that is like unboxing video. Yeah. And big, um, yeah. Comedy, we figured out magic. We figured out there's been a couple of cool ones that we've been uh, working on. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to chat off, uh, off call about some of those things. Cause what we're, uh, we have a similar kind of thing where I end up the influencer driving force for the agency. And we have a bit of those things, um, as well. And we, we also manage other influencers. So I become, I'm basically running a talent agency, a marketing agency and a personal brand all at the same time, yeah. which, uh, it's the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Which has, which has its own, uh, set of challenges. So, uh, totally resonate with that, man. Uh, super cool. Huge props to you for like dialing in on those principles and, uh, reverse engineering it and, and getting those funnels locked in and uh, continuing to grow. I think that's one thing that a lot of people overlook is, if you're starting at zero or you're starting where you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, like 60K for a coach, way out of my league, 2 million a year, way out of my league, you should actually be grateful. Okay. Like I, I almost like have these moments where I'm like, man, like to have a clean slate is its own blessing because yeah. you get to, you get to define your own journey. You get to pick which things you want to learn. 
And you know what? Because you have uh, a lot of this information now, you can pick better skills. Like instead of going and learning how yeah. to play Overwatch or whatever it is, weird thing that you're going to do with your time, you can know that, you know, okay, well, legal accounting and then a lead acquisition, right? Okay, well, how do you get leads? Uh, you, you, then you start bumping into Zig Ziglar. You start bumping into, you know, uh, sales mastery, right? You start bumping into all these little things that are related and then that becomes your skill set. And it's almost better because you don't have what I call like jumbled information where because you've set the foundation right from the beginning, you don't have this other information that pulls you away. So just those of you guys that are listening that might be are, uh, are like, you're like, man, I, I wish I could just make like, like my big thing back in the day was like 10K a month. I was like, oh, God, I just oh, can't yeah. wait. I was like, oh my God, 10K a month is like, all right, I've arrived. You know, it's like the, the doors open and angels come out and like yeah. all sorts of, and then you get there and you're like, oh, this is like, I'm, I, you know, money amplifies who you are, right? So mm -hmm. I find myself having uh, the same kind of frustrations, like overworking, a lot of these same things. So uh, maybe you can unpack that a little bit. How do you go about managing your own psychology and making sure you stay super high vibe? Like what are some, what are some of your daily rituals, like thought patterns, things you look for? Uh, for so yourself. I would say that if you were to ask me that question a year ago, I feel like, like as entrepreneurs, we evolve a lot. Like every quarter, I feel like I'm a different person. Um, like if you were to ask me in August, right? I'm, I was in a completely like emotional, psychological, mental state that I remember now. Um, and a lot of things have happened in the last few months. Like probably like the toughest time in my life has happened in the last few months. Um, and it all happened like together, like my uncle died. Uh, he was like my father to me, like a lot of things just like went ham. And then when you have to put food on the table of 14 people, like, like one, like one of my team members, he is like, he started working with me because I was also laughing. Like he resonated with me um, because of that. His daughter has special needs and he has a wife and he's working from home. Thanks to like whatever to provide for him. And he's super thankful. But if I, if I I mean, my uncle just died yesterday, for example. If I don't freaking work, he's going to not have food on the table. So I got to put my feelings aside for a little bit, focus. So that's what I was saying. Like, treat each thing like its own little box. Like, like a room. You're, you can't be in two rooms at the same time. Well, if, like the door over there, I open the room. I open the door. I get in the room. I'm out of this room. So treat that room like its own separate thing. So in terms of um, that, it's, it's hard, man. Um, you like being the leader is a lonely, lonely road and you're the last one to eat always. And it's one of those things that you just have to realize, like everybody watching, like if you're not meant to be an entrepreneur, like, man, like you gotta like have big two cojones to, to get into this. It's better just to be a CMO. If you like marketing, if you love sales, like cool, it's better just to be the CMO of another company than build your own. Um, probably I start 10K a month is very easy to do, right? If you're comfortable there, but to get to the level of like seven, eight, pushing beyond it's hard and it's a lonely lonely road that if you're not willing to to drag your balls through glass you're not gonna make it you're gonna burn out and you're gonna hate yourself i mean there's days that i literally want to burn everything to the ground <laughs> like i mean i'm sure you have them too like you're totally. like fuck this shit i'm like i'm done peace out we're like no like no like i'm done and then the next day you sleep on it and you're like man what's the right like there's too many people that depend on me um, I'm not, I'm not a quitter. I'm just going to keep going. So yeah. well, then you become grateful, right? Then you're like, I do yeah. it for the team. I do yeah. it for you guys. You know, and then you it have is, this. It like, is. And then like somebody messages and like, like I'm super thankful because thanks to you, I was able to buy my mom a new car. I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. I, like there was a guy in, in, what is it? Uganda? Like, and 
an African country, right? He was able to close like three clients in the States for like 1500 bucks a piece. And it was able to pay for his medical expenses for his dad over there. And I'm like, that's just crazy, right? That you, and then I'm like, all right, I need to keep going. Like there's no stopping because there's a lot of people that depend on me. Like my vision and my, my stuff becomes bigger than myself, right? Yeah. So in terms of daily rituals, I would say that um, pray, meditating every single day. The first, like being grateful um, every single day. I have, uh, I heard my book back, but a to-do list, like every single day you write down what you're grateful for, number one, right? Um, your top two things to do that day. And then where you were you uncomfortable yesterday, right? Or you were uncomfortable yesterday. And it could be like, hey, I had to freaking talk to a client and I didn't want to, right? So if it becomes like, if things are uncomfortable, start repeating itself a lot and they have to do with business and you find a way to replace yourself and find somebody and hire somebody, right? That's number one. If it's personal, then you have to figure out a way to deal with it yourself. Um, or find help, find a therapist, counseling, whatever. There's also that I would say is extremely important. Um, and it's looked upon, it's looked down upon by most people than going through therapists, counseling and stuff like that. Um, because people think you have a mental issue or like you're going to kill somebody tomorrow. You're going to turn into the Joker, right? When it's not like we all face our depression. Like I was, I was extremely depressed um, three months ago. Um, I was, I had to go to therapist counseling. I had to do a bunch of stuff. Um, and it's one of those things that just affects everything, your sleep, your exercising, like, right. All these little things are important. Like I'm starting to exercise again every single day, uh, which is funny because I was a, a professional soccer player, extremely in shape, got out of shape to do business. Right. And now I'm like getting back to it. So it's like the little things that most people don't think about, like drinking water, like, right. I, this, this, like, is that, yeah, there you go. Like drinking water is extremely important. Like you chug a couple of water bottles when you wake up before you go to bed, throughout your day. Um, and those simple little things, it's like taking care of your body, important, helps you in your emotional state, being able to break down everything by itself. When there's a problem, try not to overreact. And this is like coming from a person who's extremely emotional and like, I'm a fighter. That's kind of like how I was born and raised. But now um, I like purposely when something bad happens, right? When I have a relationship or whatever, something bad happens, I purposely try not to scream, like be monotone if you have to, but try to address the problem and not attack the person. Because the moment you attack the person, then it becomes not about the problem, if that makes sense. So like we have an issue and the issue is whatever, X, right? And I call you, I hate your sweater. That sweater is freaking white as the cuckoo's as the cuckoo's client. I hate it, right? And you're like, no, because you're Latino and blah, 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 blah. And then it becomes stupid. Right, we're not talking about X anymore. We're talking Yo, about yeah. Oh. This sounds really fun. This partner, dude, I am, I'm rocking. It sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's it's one of those things that just like become stupid. So I've learned, um, like, and this comes recently, right? It's you have to learn how to separate each thing is own the box, right? And treat each thing at a time. Don't 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 try to like mix everything together. And we are are slaves of our own thoughts. So now what I'm doing is like just praying, meditating. Like when, like, I mean, I freaking think a lot. I'm like, oh no, because that person, I'm like, okay, chill. Like maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe yeah. that, whatever, right? Try to think, like think with, try to give, always give the benefit of the doubt. Cause you don't know, right? Something happened in the last few months, which was extremely crazy hard for me. And I was thinking completely negative, right? And, one month path, I was like, I was dying. 
literal dying because my 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 uncle died. Like I was shooting the press. I had no idea how I was gonna get out of help. Um, and then I'm like, right, no, I have to take a step back. Think maybe there's a possibility, even though I don't see it, that there's good, right? There's maybe that person didn't meant it or something else happened, right? Um, and it turned out to be exactly that. <laughs> so it's hard, dude. Like entrepreneurship, it's, it affects your mental state, your emotional state. We're like Alex Arfin says, we all have PTSD. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you don't take care of like each thing is its own little box, you don't take care of your body, you don't take care of your emotions, you don't take care of your mental stuff, you are going to die. Like literally. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a trip. I always say like, there's no time to analyze. It's like when it, like, it's, it's like swimming. So I like just before this podcast, I just did a hundred laps in the pool. Um, and I'm like super glycogen depleted. I'm just like drinking water. I'm just like, ah, oh, do it, do it. But there's like a certain Zen state, right. For, for like cleansing the thoughts and uh, sauna is good for that cleansing the thoughts. And, uh, yeah, man, open, uh, open invite. If you're ever going through something like that to reach out, I think, um, no, like, I mean that it's, you know, social media has this thing where once you become a quote influencer, then everything has to be about authority and perfect people, and perfect. Yeah. And will people want to buy from you later? If you're a little too vulnerable, like, yesterday I was in, in tears, like in nine-year-old, like eight-year-old kid tears, um, because of this Australia thing that's going on. You, you have 400, yeah. 400 million animals, these poor little quackas. And I, 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 I didn't just tear up a little, I full on full blown cried for a solid 20 minutes. Um, because I felt so powerless to be able to help these little guys. And, um, that, that, that hit me really hard. And I posted about it and I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't care that people might not want to buy my program or whatever. Like, I don't care. That's far more important. And I think um, uh, us having conversations like this are far more important than, oh, you know, so-and-so doubts himself. So I'm not, no, I think, I think it's important to remember that because at the end of the day, like the hardest moments you have are when you're by yourself and you're, you're, you're doing the analysis and everything's like kind of fine, but then something hits, right? Because we load ourselves up to where like, we have to have a perfect schedule with perfect sequencing. We load ourselves up and when something something gives, it might be an emotional thing, uh, might be a relationship, yeah. might be a physical thing, then then you watch it crumble. And it's very scary because there's so many people that rely on it, right? There's so many people that depend on it. And you feel personally responsible for all of that, all of that, that snow coming down the hill, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and it's and like the way I view it is, it's like, there's this avalanche, and then you have all your people in this village below. And it's like, you can't stop all that snow. So you have to, you know, like become like Gandalf the Great or something. You have to like find find a, find a certain sense of magic in it. Um, but often it's it's you in the mirror, man, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this, but I have no choice. Like I can't stop. I can't. I don't even have time to analyze the situation. I just got to keep moving. Um, and so just uh, just open invite, brother. If uh, if you ever want to chat, like you're a strong dude. You're fucking accomplished some really really dope stuff. And I see that a lot in other people. And, uh, I have moments myself where I need that. And yeah. I wish, uh, we as entrepreneurs were a bit more open to having, you know, like there's masterminds, masterminds are great. Awesome. But what does happen a lot, I feel is as you get past like that mill a year mark, the people get very busy. They get progressively yeah. more and more busy and it becomes more and more difficult to say, Hey, look, go ahead and put your seven, you know, 75 employees on pause or 750 employees. Like some of my friends have, Hey, can you, can you put your 750 employees on pause? And go have dinner because I'm going, I'm really going through something here. Right. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough ask, you know? Yeah. And, and, you, and so I think we need to be better as entrepreneurs to, to, to open yeah. those doors and say, Hey, it's okay to have that ask. And it doesn't make your business any worse. It doesn't make your offering any worse. In fact, it makes it better because the reality is 
those things that you're facing, you're, you're, you're on the ground, man. You're, you're in the trenches. You know, you talked a lot about that on the culture component. Maybe you can unpack that about segmenting something that's maybe a traumatic experience, not allowing it to affect other things, but also not limiting the positive synergy uh, that you have from these related parts. How do you, how do you approach that? So I'll tell you right now. Um, I mean, literally my, my uncle died, um, less than two months ago. It was, I was literally on my way to the airport to be with a family for Thanksgiving. And I got a text that he passed away. Um, and it was hard dude. but <clears throat> to answer that question, um, what I do is just try to be present in the moment. Just think of that moment right there and there and think of the outcome that your action is going to make. And typically you're able to separate it um, if you think that way. But I would say that, so in December, right? December was like an extremely profitable month. And it was literally a few days after my uncle passed away. And um, it didn't just like the profitable month didn't happen until the second week. So the first week I was like still like everywhere. Um, and I remember my dad said that um, if I stayed like life, first life keeps going. And that's a saying that everybody says. And it's super like, I mean, some people say it out of just, just life keeps going. You know, you can do it. And some people actually say, dude, like life keeps going. You can't stop now. Mm-hmm. So he said it from that side. And I'm like, that is true. Um, and people depend on me. Like my parents depend on me. Like, my, like, er- like a lot of people depend on me. And you can have two choices. We be afraid and stop. Or you have the courage to keep going. Um, and having courage is not being afraid. Because I still, to this day, frigging at night, when I remember, I stall balling out. I'm, <laughs> I'm holding it now, right now. But, um, yeah, that's what I would do um, in terms of segmenting. Like, I'm on a sales call. Like, I'm on the sales call. I'm thinking of the client. I'm thinking of the result. I can help them. I'm thinking of that moment. Um, and not try to, like, mix everything else. Because there's a lot. And I try like, that's the only possible way I found to segment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert. Also try to find help, right? Um, try to talk to a counselor, like talk to somebody. And that's, I mean, I'm an only child. So for me, it's, I've kind of used to being alone, especially in Indiana. Uh, I didn't go out in Indiana. I barely go out here in Miami yeah. and I got used to being alone. Um, and I consider myself like a lone wolf, if you will. And, um, where are you at in Miami, by the way? Are you in Brickell or Miramar? It's like 30 okay. minutes. Okay. Yeah. Not too far. Cool. Yeah. Um, Brickell's a little bit too crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah um, lot, lot, I wanted to have like a little more chill spot to work and like have a nice office with without totally. breaking. Totally. So, yeah. So that's what I would say is, um, it's like try to separate things, try to like, talk to somebody. If I know like, for example, counselors and psychologists and like, um, psychiatrists are not cheap so you need to make a heck of a lot of money like i can only think it's like it's like 200 300 an hour right mm-hmm. and if i didn't have somebody to talk to i'm like i don't even know where i would be i was like completely depressed and i can definitely see how people go down the route having negative thoughts and like think of suicide and all these different things that are like just completely like different right and the thought came to my head like but i had people there to support Right. And, and like, I was able to pay for that. So it comes down to, again, like people say money doesn't buy happiness, but if you're not able to pay for what you need, then you become like, unforgivable happy. Like if you're a mother, right. 
needs a surgery and you can't pay for it. Like yeah. that's horrible. Right. Yeah. So it's like the way I see it is like, you need to make a buttload of money, like a heck of a lot of money, the most money you can make, because first you like the most important thing, like first is you'll be able to help a lot of people yourself, your immediate others, like your family. And you'll also have a huge impact. There's no possible way in this world that you make a lot of money and don't leave a positive impact unless you're like selling drugs or something mm-hmm. uh, or like, I don't know, doing heroin. So it's, there's no possible way. Like if, even if you sell a freaking fidget spin, right? You, you're making somebody, some kid's life better and like putting a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Even if you make like $10 million selling fidget, fidget spins, that's like the complete most unrelated thing ever. Yeah. Um, if you're obviously a coach, you're impacting their business and you're impacting their families. And you're, so it, it comes down to, um, I'm going on tangent, but <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good here. I'll, 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 I'll run it uh, for a minute also. Cause you, you've been, you've been doing good. And it's, that's why we do the podcast the way we do it, man. It's um, I truly believe it should be a therapeutic experience. Yeah. Uh, there's, there should be a release there and that's where the power is. It's, there's so much power there. Yeah. We can talk about, you know, how to build your Instagram profile and how to do retargeting. You and I, you and I can chat about that for hours and I'm sure that would be useful for somebody. Um, but nobody really impacts this type of stuff, or at least I don't see it anywhere near as much as we need it. Entrepreneurs are the future. Um, so just two things to unpack there. Number one is it's like, you mentioned the therapy thing. And I think people have a lot of stigma with that. Like you mentioned, and look, we're, we're trying I to have do a lot. I have a lot. Yeah. I have a lot. Yeah, so. for sure. So yeah, I find, you know, a lot of people, so many people have, have a stigma, right? With, with therapy. It's like, Oh, if you're going to therapy, you must be this type of person, but entrepreneurs, we're, we're trying to solve a problem. Uh, that nobody else is trying to solve. Like we're, we're trying to do something that nobody's really doing, or at least fewer people are doing. It's not the standard. And so I view that as a, as a great tool. I think it's a phenomenal tool. Uh, I think having a mastermind network is a phenomenal tool. A community is a phenomenal yeah. tool. A professional uh, is a phenomenal tool because you are, you're just like a professional athlete, right? I think you know, like uh, to simplify that, think nutritionist, right? So like uh, the average person doesn't have a nutritionist, but guess who does every professional athlete on earth and most, you know, really high level business people. So if you were to think of that as nutrition for your mind, I think it removes a lot of the stigma. It's just like having a nutritionist, right? Nobody would be like, Oh, you have a nutritionist. How dare you, you know, eat so many apples. You'd be like, there must be something wrong with you. It's like, no, you're just trying to take care of of one of the most critical components, if not the most critical component, which is your mind and your emotions. And then uh, the second thing I want to unpack, and this helped me a lot in dealing with this, and, and maybe it will help you as well. And we can we can kind of go off on another tangent here at the end and then clo- close out after this because I just realized we've been going for an hour. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I almost made you cheer up too. I'm proud. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I remember everything. It's like, it's so recent too. It's like, feels so real, you know? Well, that's because it is so real. Okay. So, so the, the thing that I found that when I have the hardest times with these moments is when I am resisting life. Okay. And uh, I did this example on another podcast that I was featured on. And uh, this, was, this is a very pointed example of, let's say, let's say my mother died today. Okay, now I'm blessed. She's alive. She's, she's alive and well. How would I go ahead and process that? And um, I would have to treat that as the best thing that ever happened. It's the best thing. It's just such a great thing. Because not only would she want me to smile and to celebrate life, because that's why I'm here but also it is a part of all things. It's a part of our existence. And I find that I have the hardest time when I don't accept, I don't go to a very, very deep level and accept that as a part of reality and accept um, my inevitable passing also as part of reality and really see that. And, and it becomes a lot more neutral. And it doesn't mean it's not emotionally charged. It doesn't mean I'd cry, I wouldn't cry like a little baby, 
I, pro- I would for sure. Um, but it would, it would also be smiling. Uh, it would be a joyous moment. Uh, and I think a lot of people would misinterpret that. They'd be like, oh my God, that's so like, it sounds really like if you were to look at that from the wrong headspace, it sounds really bad. Um, but those of you that are listening, understand that like life's going to throw stuff at you. And if, if you can smile through something like that, if you can embrace it, the, the embrace of reality becomes so powerful that these other things like, you know, a staff member leaving or product not selling or a funnel not converting become such minor inconveniences oh, yeah. because really, I mean, you know, like we're on this rock, right? I talk about this a lot. Like we're on this freaking rock, man. And then there's this big fission reaction in the sun. We happen to be at just the perfect distance. And then there's just enough water and just enough oxygen and this ozone layer. And then like it spins at just the right speed. And then like the, and then like we have cell phones, <laughs> you know, like we got from that to like you and I can have this conversation. Right. And so um, I just think it's so fascinating where we as humans totally distort reality to, to focus on that. So just my heart goes out to you, brother. Um, yeah. If you ever want to ch- chat, like I think unpacking little things like that is, is huge because a lot of the people listening would love to have a 2 million a year company. They'd love it. They'd be like, Oh my God, it's the best thing ever. That person must just be driving Lambos and, you know, just, just hugging puppies all day. Right. And I'm sure you are, I'm sure you do hug puppies. Uh, puppies are great. Right. But, uh, but also like, it's good to unpack that is that like, we are human at the end of the day, that human element that you talked about um, is the most important thing. So um, maybe let's, uh, let's, let's wrap with, with, with kind of this I mean, I'm down to keep going, but I think uh, maybe we'll have you on again. Cause there's just so much more to unpack, like on a, on a technical side. Um, number one is if people want to, um, monetize their Instagram. Okay. Let's start there. Uh, super practical. how they find you? how they get a hold of you? How do they hand you money so that you can make them more money? And yeah. yeah. So, so I would say that before that, right. To answer okay. that before that, sure. people need to treat business, Instagram, whatever they treat like they would at the gym, right? We have become accustomed to the fact that we push a button and we see likes. We have accustomed to the fact that we post an ad and we see money rolling in. Right. But if you were translate, like, but that's like the short term, like if you actually want to build a real business, something like sustainable, that's long-term, that makes you a heck of a lot of money that you're proud of. It's like going to the gym, right? I'm going back to the gym right now. I was freaking like, my physical thing was like Cristiano Ronaldo. Like I was shit, like shredded, freaking six pack, like buff, like, like a, like a rock right now. I'm freaking fat. <laughs> I'm going back. But if I try to freaking deadlift like 300, 400 pounds like I did before or squat like 300 pounds like I did before, I am going to literally die. <laughs> Why? Because my body is not in that level yet. It was, but I didn't work on it and it came down, right? So same thing happens in business. Like if you don't keep working at your skill set and you don't keep working on your craft and know that it's going to take time to build, you're not going to make it. You're going to like try to put 400 weight pounds and squat it and you're going to get crushed because your legs are not going to support it, right? Same thing happens in business. If you try to not work and try to do all these different things, you're going to get crushed, right? By your competition and even yourself. So to be technical now, I'll work in the family well on Instagram at Pena. Very simple. Um, I would suggest also like YouTube is a great resource that we publish a lot of free content for people that maybe like are starting out and stuff like that. YouTube, you can just search my name, Josue Pena or online CEOs The YouTube channel has like a lot of videos in there. But like I said, information doesn't just like will, alone will not save you. So if you want to like take a step further and see how we can definitely help you, you can just go to idboss.com. That's like our, I would say like entry level program, I would say. 
is about 800 bucks as a webinar, idboss.com slash go, I think the link is. Um, and then from there, obviously, we work more personally, depending on where you are. But from this podcast, just send a message on Instagram with Mikhail. And uh, I know you guys from come from here and just let me know how it can help and serve you. At the end of the day, that's what we're here for. And I mean, we have right now, let me think. I have, we have like six or seven millionaire success stories, like for clients and like students and stuff like that. We have about 55 people that are business that we help cross like six or multiple six figure and about 200 people, 250 people. Uh, we have helped like leave their jobs or the corporate jobs and stuff like that. So our results are there. It's proven. It's, it's crazy what we're doing. And then obviously we have the agents as well where we help more are done for you and hands-on. So depending on where you want to know yourself. Right yeah, no pressure, bro. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, you know, like no pressure, you know, like you know. It's just like yeah, I secretly sometimes wish I would start from a plain slate. Nobody knew me, and I would just like start from scratch. Because like if I fail, nobody would care. Now it's like now it's like <laughs> I have like all these things that have like to take care of. So yeah. but it's it's part of it. It's like think of it like a freaking billionaire, for example. Think of it like the pressure they're on, right? It's like, it's insane. That's why you got to take care of everything, like physically, mentally, emotionally, your relationships, like everything needs to be on point because the pressure you deal with as an entrepreneur is insane. Um, it's, you literally have PTSD. Like there's no way around it. Like if you look at the symptoms of PTSD, yeah. we literally have it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a joke. We literally have it. The only difference is that people don't see it like that because we're just a guy on a computer. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're a weird breed, man. Um, you know, I, I will say to, to unpack that like human element a little bit more, right? You were super vulnerable on this, um, on the show. And, and thank you, first off, for, um, for coming on, man. It's, it's super huge. Uh, you're a super good dude. And uh, it's, I think that, listening to that, like for those of you that are listening, how much, weirdly, how much buy-in do you get into the mission? Into, you, you, you know, it's, it's such a trust component with that. Um, and so those of you that want to create better content, uh, stop being so scared to share some of these deep rooted things. I think we all have this thing subliminally where like entrepreneurs are like, have a weird personality because we're always the kind of the odd one out. We are always the nerd, you know, like it, yeah. it's, it's always, it's always that. Right. And, um, I think we do have a little bit of a thing where we're like, we'll show our authentic selves and then like society will reject us. And then we have a little bit of that fear and uh, that that's always kind of there. But, you know, we're here having a very public conversation about some of these things. And you've just been uh, amazing, man, for, for coming on and sharing these things. And I, I just want to thank you. Uh, I will, uh, as always, include all this stuff in the show notes and unpack all that and do the call to actions and then hype people up and uh, uh, do all that. And uh, I would say if you guys are uh, not selling on IG, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice because I think so many people would like create uh, these social media accounts with, without a goal in mind at all. Yeah. They're just They're just like cool. I want to get this much, but uh, understand you can turn that into a real business. We do business on IG as well. We do very well. Um, you do business on IG, you know, was that 250 that you were, you helped, you helped get out of a nine to five, a two, uh, a 50, yeah, a butt time. Yeah. The only what, what, bad part about that is that I don't get free drinks anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. That works, that works out. Yeah, <laughs> but, that works. But dude, like, you know how awesome it is as a dude to get free drinks? That never happens. Right. Unless you bartender. Right. Right. <laughs> totally. Or, the, or you own the club. Aha. There you go. You, you, you and I, we need to, yeah, uh, get us, get in that level, dude. And my, that Miami vibe. Um, I love it. And then, uh, yeah, you know, and so, so it's like, if you're not doing business on Instagram, you should be. If you are, you can probably improve. Um, and you've got someone that can help you do it in a very powerful way. It's gotten tons of proven results. 
and uh, also someone who's like a real human being, not just, you know, I think it's very powerful to just look at people as people and like, we're not numbers, man. Like, you know, I'm going to die one day, dude. I'm going to die. This is like one piece of my legacy. You know, you've, you've taken an hour of your time that you don't get back. Uh, I've taken time and hopefully those of you listening have enjoyed uh, this wide ranging conversation and enjoyed. I'm trying to avoid using Tim Ferriss-esque language in my podcast because he's like, for this wide ranging conversation with so-and-so, like he's got these little (laughs) phrases and I've listened to so much Tim that I'm I'm like, yes. And I'm like, no, I am not a Tim copycat. We will do it different. So uh, that's a blast, man. Um, Okay. So to wrap, so to wrap, like there's so much more I can unpack. I've got like a giant thing of notes that we could unpack. Uh, But I think to be respectful of your time, you've got a business to run. Let's say you had a kid. Let's say you had a little miniature version of you. Do you have kids? No, I don't. Not yet. Okay. So let's say, say you did and you had a little miniature version of you and you're old you know, you're sitting on your, you're sitting in your castle, you know, your, your castle, on castle. Your, <laughs> your castle and like your little kid comes up and he's like, Hey, um, you know, wh- what do I need to learn? Uh, what do I need to know for life to live good life? Uh, what would be those lessons that you would pass on? So I would first put values always first, not money. So reality is I've lost a lot of money because I held my values. Um, and that's okay with me. Because I prefer to be poor, but know that my reputation is intact, than be rich and be known as a scammer or like be completely like freaking, you know, a thief. So that's number one. Always have your values. Family always first. Loyalty. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's one thing that's un- like extremely unnegotiable for me. Like the loyalty aspect. Because um, I'm like that, right? I will, I will go freaking to war for you, right? And I don't, I don't ask you to do the same, but don't backstab me. <laughs> so, because I will then won't go to war as well, but on your, uh, against you. So it's, it's, it's like that, that thing. Um, and I guess like, because I was raised. So values always first. And then regarding like success in life, like values first, always relationships. Second, like that's as well. Um, at the end of the day, like we are, like we're human, like we communicate, like we're meant to be with other people. Like we're not meant to be alone. Um, and this is coming like for somebody that was like, I was a only child, right? Didn't have any brothers or sisters. Um, and I got used to being alone. Um, I spent four and a half years in Indiana um, living in a little house, didn't go out. I would have literal like weeks where I just went out to the grocery shop and just came back or just ordered Amazon. <laughs> so like relationships are important. Make sure you build the right relationships that are not toxic, that are not with people that like drain you. If you feel like, you talk to somebody and your heartbeat increases and you get palpitations, probably chances are that you first check yourself if it's an issue with you. Second, it's like the relationship. It's actually worth keeping. Right. Um, so that's, and then third, right. Then in terms of financial success, I would say learning how to sell it's by far the best thing that can happen to you. Right. So as a dude, right. Like, no, as a dude, no, as humans, we are always selling. Like selling is communicating. That's a synonym. Selling is communicating. You're just communicating your idea to the other person in a way that like translates into an action. If you want your mom to make you food, you have to sell her on the fact to make you food. That might be putting puppy eyes and saying, mom, I want to have a PB&J. And she's like, oh my God, you're so cute. I love you, mom. And then she makes you the PB&J, right? That's a way of selling it. Or it can just be you're selling a car in a car dealership. So like life is about selling. So if you're able to become a good communicator, you would make money no matter what happens, period. And obviously after that, you start learning how to 
like human psychology and, and sales and like different tactics, but it all comes down to communicating efficiently. Um, and that's what I would tell like my mini me, like learn, like put values, God relationships above everything. And then in order to have like success in life, like, so you don't like freaking like drain my pocket and be a freaking bum, <laughs> um, you know, go sell. I started, and the reason why I know this is because like my dad did the same thing to me, right? When I was younger, when I was, it was, it was like 10 or 11. Um, my dad, like I didn't get allowance. My, well, we didn't have any money, first of all. <laughs> um, my dad didn't give me like money for whatever. He's like, you want that? You got to go buy it. I'm like, how the heck am I going to buy it? I'm freaking 12, like 11. Like I, <laughs> I don't have a job. I don't work. So what I did was just find stuff in my closet to sell on a website called MercadoLibre.com, which is like eBay in DR. And I used to sell stuff, right? Sell freaking whatever I used to find in the closet. And that's how I make a little bit of money. And then I will buy a freaking Nintendo 64 or whatever, right? <laughs> but like, that's kind of like started me looking back now. It's like one of the skills that I developed from early that helps me today. So like selling, it's the name of the game. Like you will never like, if, if I, for example, lose the company for whatever reason, I go bankrupt or whatever. I know for a fact that I can go to a freaking a, like dealership and they will give me a job instantly because I know I can sell cars. I can sell whatever, right? Just because I know how to sell. So that's what I would say. First, relationships, values, God, and not learn how to sell. Here, communicate. Learn how to communicate. Dude, I love it. Thank you, brother. What's your What's your N sixty four game? Whoa. Oh, do, uh, do I love. I, I yes, of course I do. So I love two games. I love two games. First, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. What's your character? What's your character oh, on Super Smash? My character. Oh, and it, it was Fox. Okay, you're Fox. I'm a Kirby guy. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm Kirby. I will just trick tr- tr- out there yeah. and I'll do the little yeah. brick move yeah. and come down. Yeah, it, was, it was Fox. And then um, when it turned into, into like Inkyard or Wii or whatever the thing is now, it was Ike. I'm a Ike. Guy. Ike is good, dude. Ike has that little thing, yeah. right? Yeah. I mess with that. I love that. Heck yeah, my man. Okay, what was the second game? You said you said two. There's two. Oh, yeah. The, the other game was uh, Perfect Dark. It's like oh. like Golden Eye, but a first oh, yeah. person shooter. But you know, perfect dark. OG Golden Eye. OG, dude, I love it, brother. Man, okay, there's a ton more we can unpack. How to deal with burnout? Um, how to how to like uh, respect burnout the dollar. Is, is psychological. Dude, yeah, there's so much we can unpack. I think let's do this. I think let's wrap this one, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hopping on. Absolute blast. Um, sending you really positive vibes. Tons of abundance. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see 10, 15 mil on that company, man. I think you got it. I think you can nail it. Uh, I know you've got a coach and mentor that, that sees it. Um, yeah. I see it. You've got all the principles there. You're an honest guy. And um, honestly, if you're ever like down on yourself, dude, just hit, just, just toss me a voice memo on IG. Go like, dude, you got a minute. I, I've, I'm crazy. Like we're all crazy busy. I get it. F that. Like if, if that's what it takes, I'm, I'm there for you, man. Um, Cause I, I just love it. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being Appreciate vulnerable. We'll include all the socials and um, yeah. Thank you for uh, coming on as always. This has been hustle system with Josue Pena. Pena. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got to just move to Latin America for a while, man. <laughs> I just got to get a, a Latina girlfriend. That's, that's, that's the only way I'm fixing this. That, that I'll tell you right now. That's the best. Dude. I will say every time I go to, I love Miami. So I'm in LA. I love, I love Miami. Cause every time I touch down in Miami, I always, I'm a white dude. I'm super white. I'm like Russian white. So I get that like flavor and I just like, Oh, and it's like, yeah. I just feel, but I just feel cooler than I actually am. It's amazing. I love it. Um, I would say the best thing is Dominican. Like, yeah, obviously I'm a little biased, <laughs> a little bit biased, but 
Dominican, that's it. Like I, I'm like one Dominican, that's it. I'm set for life. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Okay. So to wrap this up, uh, at P-E-N-A or at Pena, also at uh, online underscore CEOs or IG boss. That's I-G-B-O-S-S. Uh, and if you want to aim for 10K profit in 90 days, hit him up, get his stuff. His stuff is dope. It is awesome. Brother, my heart goes out to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on and rock and roll. It really is a revolution. We've never wavered in that vision. I believe we should try to do things in this building. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Beyond yourself and ourselves. I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. I took the initiative in creating the internet. There have come with incredible rapidity. One electrical arc after another. Still trying to get myself together.